Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Apollo Audio Podcast. Whee! I think I got that right. Uh, welcome again with me this week, as always, Billy Hills. Hello. Hello, Billy. Miles Mitchell. Hi, Martin. Hello. And me, Martin Lumsden. This is the Apollo Audio Podcast. We talk about the top 500 album list from Rolling Stone magazine, published in September 2020. And we are basically going through them two every week to decide whether we agree. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not pretend that we like them all, even if we do. <laughs> Don't, no pretense, no pretense. Right, let's crack on with this week's albums, shall we? Uh, the two that we selected for this week were A Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay and Stankonia by Outcast. Preference for the first one to do, guys? Highest first. Highest first, right. Highest on the list is A Rush of Blood to the Head by Coldplay, which on the 500 was number 324. Yeah, on the Rolling Stone 500 list. It's Coldplay's only entry on the uh, top 500. I thought it would be higher. I really think. I, I think I thought two things. One, I thought it would be higher, and one, I thought there'd be more Coldplay albums, mm, potentially. Definitely. But it's the only one. Do you want some Coldplay? Do you want some Rush of Blood to the Head facts? Hit me. Yes, please. Uh, the album was released on the 26th of August, 2002. It's Coldplay's second album, it's their highest uh, chart position at the time. Number well, the highest chart position for this album. Sorry, it was number one in the UK. Uh, in the UK, it was the fourth best-selling album of the year, two thousand and two, and still the seventh best-selling album of the year in two thousand and three. Oh wow! Uh, it has to date sold over three million copies in the UK and remains their best-selling album, spending two weeks at number one in September two thousand and two. Good That's facts. fact checker with modern <laughs> Good Coldplay facts. Do you know what we've never done on this? And I thought I really wanted to do this. Uh, producer. Oh, so nice. I thought I'm a music producer. Who yeah. the hell produced this? Yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, it was produced by Ken Nelson. Ever heard of Ken Nelson? No. No, no me neither. <laughs> <laughs> he, he produced uh, Coldplay's first album and also this one. And then he sort of ditched after that, I think. But interestingly, before this, he'd spent several years working on demos and with independent artists, which was interesting to me. He only achieved his first commercial success recording Gomez. He did their first two albums. Remember Gomez? No? No. Okay. Uh, Billy, were you even alive in 2002? <laughs> no, probably, no, barely. Uh, but he achieved worldwide success with the first Coldplay record, Parachutes. That's my favourite uh, Coldplay album. I think yeah, that's great. Oh, well, yeah, love cool. that album. Yeah, so there you go. That's my that's my uh, that's my Coldplay. This, this is bangers. Well. A rush yeah. of blood yeah. to the head. Facts. Um, so, guys, what do you reckon? Really what good. Really good to go back to it because I haven't listened to it in years. I think I knew about half the tracks anyway. And so, give, give us a bit of context because like, just joking aside, this came out in two thousand and two. Yeah. So at that point was, in your life, I was I was probably five and a half six. Yeah. Um, but my, I remember my dad was on CD, and it's always on the radio because what what the singles was on this one in my uh, place, in my play, clock scientist, God put a smile Amsterdam. upon your face. So there's loads of singles on there, so I knew all of them. But I also knew Amsterdam was one of my favourite songs as well. But all, I don't think it was any fillers really. Mm. I was I loved all the album tracks yeah. as well. And it's got a really nice feel to it. And so would you, before, I mean, this is Coldplay not new to you, presumably, and this no, album not new no, to I'll you, always but go would you back. say a Coldplay fan? Yeah, I've got tickets to see him in August. Not so much their last, last album I listened to him for was the one with Paradise on, which is like 2012, yeah. 2013. Yeah, that's quite a long time mm. ago, yeah. Um, I think they've gone a little bit too, like, Milo's like, Isle at all, I think, yeah. that album. Yeah. I think they... They had like on that album the right amount of, like synth. They've always had a little bit like that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. not here. That's what. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Oh, you're more like keyboarder, but then yeah. on that one, and I think it's gone to a bit too poppy for me. But they've still got some good songs recently. But I'm not. I thought I knew this album well, not as well as I, obviously, because I didn't know a few tracks. But really, really enjoyed it. Miles, Miles, loved the album. Probably my favourite album. Um, not a massive oh, favourite album of Coldplay favourite album of Coldplay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry not favourite album just to qualify that, I mean yeah. it should yeah. definitely be in the top for me it should be in the top 250 so in, in the top yeah. half of the of the list I'm surprised it's not um, I guess that's that, that American bias yeah probably, again. bias probably. maybe not the right but word they, but it's an it's American magazine that's American voice yeah. they're, big in, they're big in America aren't they sure yeah um, even but out with the Gwyneth Paltrow yeah they? exactly which 
yeah, elevated him even more yes. in that market. I think it is a great album. Obviously, the hits are, are, are great, but as Billy says, not too much fillers. I mean, tunes I didn't know, Daylight and Green Eyes. Yeah. I was like, these are cool. Mm. You know, I wasn't like, oh yeah, that's why I don't know it. But yeah. I was like, oh, these are cool. I love cool. that like laid back like feel of like guitar music at that time. Mm. Yeah. It's not like too in your face, but it's quite nice. Like, Definitely. I really, really like I think that. The it was quite nostalgic. On Billy's point, I completely agree. I think the thing I liked about it most, and I was kind of almost like, oh, I missed this. And the nostalgia was the organicness, if that's a word, mm, yeah. of it. Mm. You can see, and, and now you've given us some great context, Martin, you can see they've gone in to a nice studio with a producer. They've taken their instruments, they play, and that's all. Mm. Yeah. And you can really feel that. It's good songwriting. Mm. It's cleanly recorded. It's not overproduced. There's no tricks or gimmicks. No. There's no synths. And it's good, good, depressing in places but good depressing yeah. like pop music it's yeah. like um, yeah I thought it was a really I thought it was a really good album because if I'm honest I haven't really ever I never appreciated it as an album I just knew the songs yeah. Yeah. so hearing it as as a piece I, yeah, I give it a, I really enjoyed it there's but, a um, documentary on YouTube about this album and I think about the first one as well uh-huh. and they wrote quite a lot of just like in the studio especially the scientists Today. I think, think the scientists, they do that quite a lot don't yeah, they yeah the scientists I think is their most famous song probably, probably and the yeah. um especially on this album, he just made that up and everyone jumped in it, they just jammed it and his lyrics quite often, it will just like find words and he says a lot of lyrics mean nothing and it's come to it and it will wow, like, right, right around that. Yeah. And uh, have you seen the video for that, Scientist? Yeah, yeah is that, he sings it backwards. Is that the one in the reverse with the car yeah, crash? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you have to learn yeah, the whole yeah. song and learn all the syllables backwards. Yeah, so you're, um, the, the other thing that, uh, like I don't know what album Yellow's on. That's on That's Parachutes. The first one, Parachutes. Parachutes yeah. On Parachutes. So I saw a clip of that. I think it was yellow. That's Trouble. Trouble. Trouble, yeah. that's my favourite. So that, that, is, that is also on the first yeah. album. That was on, yeah, so Trouble. So they were like really struggling for more material. After they mm. signed their record deal to make the album, they were struggling for more songs. Mm. And they all went home. He stayed late at the studio and then he just literally, mm. like, he was filming himself doing yeah. it, came up with that on the keys. Oh, wow. Just there and then. Yeah. They all came back in the morning. They're like, oh, here we go. We can't do any music. And they went, yeah. what, what about this? They went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they said the rest of the album, just momentum rolled after yeah. that. So yeah, just on your point of, yeah, it seems like they went, again, into the organic thing, they went into the uh, studio with the producer and like made it there and then, which I think is really cool. And there, yeah, I think it's a, there's a sense of maybe. I mean, I know a bit of the history of this, which I think does add to that. They recorded a lot of songs for this album, then ditched them because they didn't like them, and partly because they felt it didn't progress from the first yeah. uh, uh, album. They said like "In My Place" was the track that made them convinced that they could do another album. Really? They said without that song, they were like, we're, we're kind of feeling a little bit yeah. lost. But in my place was the one that was there that went, mm. yeah, if we can do that, then we can we can build mm. on that. Um, but yeah, they had done a lot um, and then and then ditched it because they just th- didn't think it was good enough. And I think maybe that did then lead to the, well, if we need to write more songs, yeah. it does need to be a bit more spontaneous. Yeah. It's not stuff that's hanging around. It needs to be done now. Yeah. So it had that sense of freshness. Talk maybe. about like the organicness of it. Um like 2002, was that like the start, maybe a few years into it, of like the digital, so it's like Pro Tools and like yeah, Logic and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, very much. Because yeah, I was thinking like nowadays, so end of the 90s, yeah. like with band practice, stuff like that, when you're writing a song, you write your part and you might send it to your mates and they're working online and you're not really working on it together anymore, yeah. you're not in the room as much. That feels like, like you said, there's made in a room. Probably the way they're right now, Chris Martin probably write synth part sense them they'll put all their pots in them yeah. literally it's not really made together and you can tell the different sort of energy of the song yeah, can't yeah. you it's be- there's, there's a better um, energy when you're in the room together mm. and you're bouncing off each other for it's sure the gang thing again they, yeah that sort of collaboration getting like, energy yeah. together Team. yeah it all, it all becomes a bit too functional mm. maybe later on but so, yeah, so Martin the, on that though so so because for me, and you guys might, for me, they said they wanted to move away from the first album. For me, this just sounds like an extension of it. Mm. I think it Probably sounds like, mature, I think it's, like it's got, it's got a similar feel, but you can tell the development. That would yeah. be my sort of sense of okay. it. It's like, it sounds like a better version of the first, like they have progressed. Whereas it's quite a hard album to follow though. Well, that song's like I mean, I don't, and I don't, I'm not sure they one. ever have, to be honest. My, that would be my view. Yeah. I, th- I think it's still my favourite Coldplay album. Well, the first and one. And it, yeah, no, this, the um, the second one, this this, one. The, the Rush of Blood to yeah, the yeah, Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I remember being having been a fan of the first album, and then when this one came out, being excited by it mm. and really liking what was on it. Mm. Um, I think, well, this this is a band that's mm. really good. You know, mm. I really I really like this band and listening mm. to that album a lot, and then. You go to X and Y, which is the third album, and on that, I mean, that was a very successful mm. album. 
think big, big certainly globally. I think mm. that sort of made them more it's successful internationally. No, no. But for me, lyrically, it's terrible. A lot of that Is album. <laughs> for me, I, I, I just yeah. thought it sounded lazy. There's yeah. there's one song where he just it goes forwards and backwards, backwards and forwards, forwards and backwards for about a minute and a half. Yeah. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Is that <laughs> a speed of sound on it? Uh, yeah, there's good songs on it. Song. There's good songs yeah. on it. But I just felt like lyrically, it just sounded a bit weary. And a, yeah. I, I think. For me, Rush Blood to the Head is probably the last time Chris Martin was really... Or maybe yeah. Ghost Stories, when that came sort of later on after yeah. his breakup with... Yeah. What, plucking at the heartstrings of people. I yeah. think it's the thing that's sort of ma- mainly just... Uh, I, I, wanna, I know this is a word that gets bandied around a bit, but authentic. I feel yeah. like it's just a bit more honest rather yeah. than being... I think it's just him writing how he really felt rather than writing how he thinks he should present how he's yeah, feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really good point. I think it's tough for an artist though, isn't it? Because they're growing up at the same time we're growing up to listen to it. So it's like an artist saying, well, yeah, I was in a different yeah. headspace then. Yeah. So I'm going to write a bit more things. So, you know, but I, I'm with Billy and you, Martin. Like the recent stuff and all the para, para, yeah. para, para. It feels like it's like, box ticking for me like a song is like right and he's written with other people hook, yeah, yeah big synth thing mm. what I used to love about Coldplay and this is a, a songwriting thing and a production thing they did something which I always think Simply Red used to do as well if you guys are fans of Simply Red this is, I don't think I've ever connected Simply Red and Coldplay <laughs> together in the same sentence yeah. I never want to hear what you're going to yeah. say this is great but, you know a lot of bands do this <laughs> but Cold, Coldplay are the masters of it where you know the song within the first like two bars mm, and oh, they yeah. hit you with the big, and it's normally a piano or mm. guitar hook mm. from the beginning. So, um, um, bow, 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 bow. And then, yeah. It's even got the drums before exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think he's that such an underrated guitarist, this guy as well. The, oh, like, yes. the stuff he writes a lot on yeah. God put a smile on your face. It's weird as well. It's not like your normal, like leading guitar stuff. I think he's really, really You know good. about a drummer, don't you? Like the story behind the drummer. I think they were at uni and he was like playing guitar with them as well. Martin, you might pull me out. And then they were just like looking for a drummer yeah. and he would just literally hold down like time, kick, cat and snare, yeah. like to keep it, yeah. you know, basically while they were writing. Yeah. And they couldn't find a drummer. They're like, came around, it was their first gig and they were like, you just stay on drums. <laughs> and so he's literally stayed on drums and he obviously really improved. He's even, you know, I think puts his hands up saying, I'll never be the best drummer in the world. Yeah. But he's like, so basically by the time their first album came out, he'd maybe been playing drum professionally probably for like, six months a year or something well, yeah. so yeah and they sacked him what after the they? first album yeah because because of that sort of yeah we need a better drummer Oh, yeah. And then they brought him back. What is he drumming on this album then? He, no, he's been the drummer the whole time. Yeah. But uh, like exactly as Miles is saying, is he wasn't, he wasn't really then? a drummer. And no. then they said, well, right, we've done that now. That was the kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all right. Now we need a better drummer. And then they couldn't get, like, we need to get him back because he's a mate. And yeah. he came back in the band. He's been the drummer ever since. But yeah, he was dumped from the band after the first album. Sometimes you need a pressure of a gig coming. Around about that time. There's a brilliant documentary um, around the time of A Head Full of Dreams, I think. Um, Amazon. It was on Amazon. I saw it. Really And and it's fascinating how much of their career was pre-planned. Because they've really? got they've got video of Chris Martin when they when they're starting out, basically saying, "This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. This is the plan. We've got these songs. We're going to record them. We'll get a gig. We'll get management. We'll do some live stuff. We'll write yeah. a second album. We'll play Glastonbury. Yeah, and no it was like way. outlined. And he, I think there's even a bit where he says, "What is that a Oxford Union thing or it something goes like really that?" Famous. And he says, yeah, yeah, Two yeah. years time, we'll be at Glastonbury, and they are, and almost two years <laughs> to the day, it's yeah. like. A really? day out or something like that. They've they're, even planned they're when they're headlining the pyramid stage, haven't they? They've oh, yeah, they said they're going to stop making music by 2025. 20, 20, 20, yeah, when yeah, they so, came out, I was like, that's three years away. Yeah, that's yeah. going to stop taking playing new music. And I saw a lot of people doing this sort of social media thing of thank God. Yeah, some good news. And all, that <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I, did, I mean, partly I think, yeah, whatever, just because you don't like Coldplay doesn't mean you're right. But also, yeah. they didn't say they weren't going to carry on as a band. They said yeah. they were going to stop doing new music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stopped touring for a bit, I think. UK they might have done but like globally because I think they were quite like in the environment they don't want to take planes they said they wouldn't tour unless they could make it carbon neutral or something like that is it possible he's got a plan to on their next tour something like the dance floor or part of the place where the audience will be will generate electricity for the gig Wow, through kinetic energy in the, in the flooring or something like that. Wow, that's one of their that's one of their plans. How they'll how they'll power the gig. The other thing that stuck with me from that documentary, which is great, but you've got to see it, um, is their name. They had a really weird name. I don't know if you remember it, Martin. Oh, I, can't. No, I can't. They had remember. a weird name before. Yeah. They did a few gigs under that name, mm. and they were on the bill with this other band called Coldplay, mm. and then. Uh, 
they like found out down the road that they had split up and they're like, can we nick that name? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you were the original people yeah. on Coldplay now. <laughs> I didn't know that story. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, a good that's one. on the documentary right at the beginning. I must, yeah. I must have missed that. But yeah, but yeah it's, it, it's fascinating. Uh, this album, uh, actually, I think, I think it's great. I think there is, the, most of it's great. A whisper is you said there's no filler. A, oh, whis- a whisper, at the, which is like second last. Like Agreed. I could probably that lose that one. How's it going? A whisper, a whisper, that, a whisper. That, okay. that, that was <laughs> the, that was the worst one. But did you agree? Did you like Daylight and Green Eyes? Yeah, I mean Green Eyes. I really like. I mean, I think that could have been a single, but wasn't. I think that's that's a good track. Warning Signs, one of my favorite non-single tracks. That's I always skip that one because I wasn't a big fan of the intro, but it really grows into it. Yeah, I like that one. I used to play that one a bit when I could play the guitar a little yeah. bit. I used to play that yeah. one. It's got a nice, really nice sort of air voicings on the guitar. Yeah. He, 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 he always these tunes like the B string, so it's more open. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, those are ones that I really liked. The other, the other thing that's a good. I remember a friend of mine telling me the story, and it is now sort of common, commonish knowledge, I guess. Uh, Politic, the opening track on the album, he wrote on the uh, same day as the uh, Twin Tower attacks on. Um, Really? In New York, he'd seen that on the TV and went away and wrote Politic uh, after that. Which I remember a friend of mine saying at the time. So you can you can hear that the, the opening chords of that. If you think you've just seen the Twin Towers, like the planes yeah. going into the Twin Towers, and yeah. then you hear the beginning of Politic, and it's yeah. like down, 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 single chord thing. Yeah, you go yeah, I see where you're coming yeah. from then. Yeah, he wrote it on. Wow. Uh, I want to listen to he that wrote again it yeah. on uh, yeah. September 11th, and I think they recorded it on September the. 22nd or something. Oh, I'd like to listen again. Well, uh, so yeah, it came out September 2002, this album. I think I, the other thing, you, you were mentioning Muse, I was thinking the Radiohead. I've seen this album described as uh, the perfect album for people who liked Radiohead but found Kid A a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> so this is more like what I wanted from Radiohead, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a good question. Who, it's, a, it's a good point. I, uh, well, yeah, I suppose Radiohead there, but... You, it, they kind of carved out their own lane in a way. I mean, look, it's pop music. It's kind of pop, soft rock sort of like, you know, music. But actually, like I said earlier about when you hear the first few bars, you know, it's a Coldplay song. And even though we hate the synthesized stuff, they still kind of have their tinge of Coldplay on it. Mm. They've kind of got their own sound, which I think is quite mm. unique. I don't know if you guys can, what mm. you'd liken it to, if there's any other bands. No, they've definitely got their own sound. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're, they're all massive no. Radiohead fans. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I think, no, I think you can sort of tell that in that initial period, especially the early 2000s when they came out, it's post-OK Computer. I think you can kind of go, yeah, that, that's where the inspiration came from. Mm-hmm. It's like we're following that thread and they mm-hmm. followed it down a different path. Radiohead yeah. obviously went off in a different um, direction. Yeah. Do you want to know what else was happening on September 2002 when oh, this yes. album was released? Yeah, good. Uh, the first public version of the web browser Firefox was released ah. on September the 23rd. Ask Jeeves. Uh, this was a, a surprise the hell out of me. On September the 10th, 2002, Switzerland, traditionally a neutral country, joined the United Nations. There you go. So prior to 2002, only Switzerland only joined the United Nations 20 years ago. <laughs> How weird is that? Yeah. Uh, and on September the 8th, uh, Pete Sampras won his 14th and final Grand Slam title, beating Andre Agassi in the Men's US Open. Legends. Very nice. That's Sampras. Uh, Rush Blood to the Head was the fourth biggest selling album of the year. Any guesses as to what would be the biggest selling album of 2002, 2002. in the UK? We have a few clues. British bands? What are they? Uh, British solo artist. It's a big 2002. It was massive between sort of 1999 and 2006, probably. Biggest male Will solo Young. artist. No, although he did have the biggest selling single of the year. Gareth Gates. No, he had the second biggest selling single of the year. Big the 99 pop artist. Still alive now? Oh, yeah. Still touring? Yeah. Relevant? Uh, Releasing music? That's a tricky one. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Robbie Williams. Yes, correct. Oh, well done. Cool. Throw, that, throw yeah. that in the bag right at the minute. Escapology by Robbie Williams was the biggest selling oh, album yeah. in that, the UK. That was like Angels that and stuff, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, well, sort of after that. I think Escapology is probably third. I don't know. Anyway, a little bit after that. But yeah, other big artists that big selling artist that year, Pink. Yeah. Whenever of Wherever by Shakira was the seventh biggest selling single wherever, of two thousand and two. Uh, just a little by Liberty X. 
Do you remember them? <laughs> just a little bit. That was the, yeah, that's the just track. A That was the ninth best selling single of 2002 wow. in the UK. I mean, it's my final year at primary school, so it was like when you st- I started getting into music, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. But Coldplay uh, seemed a bit too mature for me. <laughs> Coldplay too mature. <laughs> so yeah, big big album. So, yeah, much bigger in the UK than I guess internationally. But I, I guess I was surprised it was as low as 324. Like I said, Coldplay, big internationally, well-known in the US. Was A Rush yeah. of Blood to the Head a big song? Uh, I mean, it's on the, on the album. It wasn't a single. But I love it. I think it's brilliant. Amsterdam was a single, Amsterdam wasn't it? Amsterdam was not a single. No. Wasn't it? In fact, no. Amsterdam was virtually a hidden track, if I remember correctly. I'm, that, I love I th- that I tune. think it was That's like, a, I'm not one. sure it was well, even you on... You got me into it then. Someone was telling me recently it was their favourite song, yeah, so yeah, I started yeah. to it. was yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah. so I just assumed it was a single. There's a guy called tune. Rick Beato. Yeah. Um, who does a YouTube um, thing, which is great. He does loads of stuff on this YouTube channel. But one of the threads that he does is great songs by bands you hate. <laughs> and Amsterdam by Coldplay was what was one of the tracks that he did. They are, like you said earlier when you referenced the people saying thank God about mm. time. They are unfortunately for all their good. They have got they they seem to be that band that people like to hate as well. Oh, they're a love to hate on band. Absolutely, I don't get that. I don't, is, it, but, is it the success thing? Isn't it just yeah, the success and is the music a bit like mellowy? Like you know, like if you all lads down the bar yeah, yeah. and you go, my favorite band's Coldplay. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit, it's yeah a bit, all right. Oh, Do you actually like, like music? Oh, I get seven beers at the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a but when bit, they hear the scientists, then they get emotional and start yeah, singing exactly. out loud. It's a bit of that involved, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I think they're horrible. I think it's a great listening to you, especially Billy. I suppose just saying about the guitar playing on mm. the uh, album as well, on the guitars. Because mm. I think I think it's so stupid to say this about Coldplay, but I think to a degree they are underrated. Definitely, uh, a song was hugely commercial successful. I can understand why Chris Martin would rub people up the wrong way. Mm. Personally, I think, I think it's a sense of humour that people don't get with him. I think. I think he's quite a nice guy, though. He's had to, <laughs> I, does a, yeah, very charitable. Yeah, I think he sometimes he, he says things to get a laugh, and it sounds like he's being serious. Yeah, I think people misunderstand. That's my personal but take. He, I don't, I don't know the man, so yeah. you know, he could be an arsehole. He always took the mick out of himself in uh, like extras with Jamez, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Like, I, he had a good laugh at himself there. I see what you mean. He's quite a strange character, and that documentary mm. is quite strange. And he like he says things, and then he like yeah, I'm with Martin. So I'm saying like what, and then he bursts out into laughing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, he was joking. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. And, oh, and I think get... the rest of the band. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he's just it was, it was Chris again. <laughs> uh, it's a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but no, they'll, they'll go down as like uh, you know not on the level of Oasis, Beatles, but they'll go down as. Huge. They're one of the biggest bands biggest in the world. Band, yeah. the UK, yeah, I think la- there, there, there's definitely songs that are going to last. Uh, they are in, in, in their, their catalogue. And I think, like, we were moaning about them for changes to synthy stuff. That is what the younger generation likes now. And they do. We mind about, uh, at them if they didn't change their sound. The fact that they have changed sound, we not, may not like it, yeah. but at least they have evolved a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've gone a bit more poppy, but. They have I think you've got to, don't you? Yeah. That's why it's so interesting mm. just to segue to Oasis. If Oasis ever stayed together, I'd love to see what if they moved or if they just yeah. if they were imagine them like Noel and Liam doing synth. Well, uh, well have you heard Noel stuff? Yeah. Noel's got a little you bit gotta weird. think that's yeah. part of the reason why they split Maybe, up. It's yeah. because of that. Because you look at the direction they've taken solo artists, you think Liam largely has continued yeah. an Oasis style, Oasis yeah. style yeah. thing and, and Noel's gone. I'm still going to sound like Noel Gallagher. You can tell it's me, mm. but it's not Oasis. No. Yeah. And I don't think he cares. It's like, no. you know, people you know, have a go. It's, well, it's not as commercially yeah. successful. I think he's like, I don't care. So, yeah, I think I said to you guys, should we score Should we score them? What do you reckon? Oh, yes. Yeah. Out of five stars, five stars. I think I, I kind of said, what, what do we mean by these stars? Should we do this? Number uh, One star, don't bother. Two, it's okay if you like this sort of thing. Three, worth a listen. Four, great but not indispensable. And five, I'll definitely re- recommend this to other people. Oh, five then. I'd definitely recommend it. Yeah. I'm going four. Because I think that if you listen to the first album, yeah. mm. you're not... It's not like, oh my God, you know, you're not missing yeah. out on Coldplay. Yeah, yeah. I th- for, you it's, say there's development. I still think it's an extension of the yeah. first album. So mm. hear Yellow Trouble for the hits. Yeah. You're, you're hearing in your eyes, scientists. Yeah. So... It's I'm not a five in the sense for me where it's perfect. I just wouldn't mm. recommend it. Oh, it's a great good. album. Yeah. So you're a fan, Martin, of Coldplay, aren't you? Yeah. Well, we can tell from your Coldplay t-shirt you have on. He came in with the Coldplay t-shirt. Chris Martin's at only yeah, one. Yeah. I am jealous. Of, I mean, it's one of the bands that I feel like I should have seen live, and I know they do great live 
gigs, and I feel like I've sort of missed out a bit by not having been to a gig. I agree. They look mad. They on look that crazy. Paradise tour, they had all like the wristbands. Yeah. You see that at Wembley, it looked great. Because yeah. the album, the documentary intersects with live footage from one of the tour. What tour would that be? I think it was the Head Full of Dreams. Yeah, that tour. looked amazing. Yeah. He has a big. Um, what are they called? Plinths or whatever. You know, the thing yeah. that go out into the crowd, but it goes like right into the crowd. Mm. And he's just constantly sprinting down it with like flags yeah. and things. It looked really fun. It looked really good fun. So you give it five as well? It's tricky, isn't it? Because you kind of go, is it a five star album in the sense that, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it probably is. Actually, yeah. I can't think of much wrong with it as an album and as a fan. And as I said, I'd definitely say to anyone who said, I don't really know much about Coldplay. I'd probably go listen to Russia Blood to the Head, then go back to Parachutes. Mm and then decide if you want to listen to anything else after that. So it scored 5, 10, 14 out of 15. Oh, it's a good old collective it's good, score. It's good, it's, good, it's a good score. Right. <clears throat> well done, Coldplay. <laughs> okay, album two this week is uh, Stankonia by Outcast. 27 tracks. One of my first thoughts when I looked at this is, oh God, an hour and quarter <laughs> and then you didn't of, see all the of Outcast. And you think, yeah, thankfully some of these tracks are short. So I think, well, maybe that's not so bad then. Uh, but yeah, yeah Stankonia by Outcast is album number two, number 64 in the top 500 oh, and one of it? three entries for Outcast on, really? the, uh, on the top 500. So this isn't even the only one. In fact, wow. I don't think it's even the top one. Um, number 64 for... Um, Outcast, Stankonia. Oh, I'm very surprised by that. Were you uh, alive? Big, big fans? <laughs> Were you alive? Yeah, 2000. Yeah, absolutely. Were you alive? Only just. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, fans of Outcast, knowledge of Outcast. I knew the singles. Uh, Miss Jackson's one of my favourite songs. Really, really liked it. Andre 3000. Did you like it before? Was that someone you knew from before? Or was yeah, this yeah, one you liked yeah. on Massive fan of that song. Yeah. I've heard a lot of uh, songs that feature Andre 3000. And he's one of my favourite like, rappers. Yeah. But I've never listened to the album before. before. And, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Well, not surprised, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I remember it being I remember being a kid when these these songs came out. In fact, Outcast Miss Jackson was one of my first CDs along with D12 Purple Hills. Nice. Oh yeah, it must be about the same time. Actually yeah. called Purple Pills, but changed for the younger kids to oh, Purple nice. Hills. <laughs> but um, good, but no, both, good, good knowledge. Yeah. yeah. But and uh, so there's a, definitely a sense of nostalgia for me. Mm. I wouldn't say I was like a mad fan, but I like Andre 3000's rapping as well. What's the other guy called? Big Boy. Big Boy. Big Boy, yeah. But I, um, <laughs> I, I like It's not a very the... good rap name, that, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call right, me Big right, Boy. All right, like, Big Boy. Have you got anything else? <laughs> I tell you, especially if you're Scottish, it sounds like you're taking the pit. All right, Big Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we call everyone. Why are you called Big Boy? <laughs> Ask the lady. That's what yeah. I call everyone. Don't take, don't take it personally. That's what I call everyone. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but um, I, what I like, I think why... I mean, it's not rocket science for me, but why the biggest hits on that album is Miss Jackson and So Fresh and So Clean is they've got great vocal hooks mm. for the chorus and great rapping yeah. for the verses. Yeah. And that I, bass line in Miss Jackson as well, they're yeah, all pop, yeah. 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 And I think it's, um, it's their like pop album, like hip hop, I know, yeah. but it's like, like, it's their pop album. Mm. And uh, yeah. I can see why it's, I'm surprised it's 73rd. But 64th. 64th. Even more surprising. <laughs> Even more. I mean, that is, that is hard, isn't it? Yeah. That is a lot. Um, but I, um, but no, I thought, yeah, I, I can remember being, it being all over MTV and MTV bass back in the day. I think the album mark was quite famous as well, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. That Black American flag. Yeah. Um, I really oh, like, and, and the six pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not big boy. Yeah. I really like the instrumentation of the album. I love albums from that era, especially hip hop stuff that's still used like real instruments like guitar and yes, stuff like that's that. True, that's a good but point. But it has still got elements like the, the, the new stuff are a lot more now, more like the more computer generated stuff. It's a nice little mix. That's between. a really good point. I was going to mention yeah. that as well. It felt like they were actually in a studio with real musicians yeah. playing real instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the nucleus of yeah. the album. And then obviously there's little sort of like computer led yeah. things like you said. But yeah, I agree. Do you want some Stankonia facts? Give some Stankonia facts. Uh, Stankonia released on the 31st of October 2000 it's um, their fourth album interesting you talk about that pop crossover thing because I think we've talked about fourth albums being pop crossovers oh, really? before yeah. I think that's when the money dries <laughs> up <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. we need we something to do some pop. Um, highest chart position in the UK number 10 100th best selling album of the year in 2001 uh, it's so it has sold over a hundred thousand copies in the UK. It sold over five hundred thousand copies in its first week sales in the US. Jesus, 
The second single, Miss Jackson, was the group's first single to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I feel like I should do that in American accent. The Billboard <laughs> Hot 100. Sorry, where did it hit there, Martin? On the what was that last it, bit? It, got, it was the first track, for their first single to reach number one. Oh, so right. It was the number one um, single. Have you got the albums of 2000? <laughs> That one. I have some. I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, the 2001 Grammy <laughs> Awards outcast on one. one Best Rap Album and Best Rap Performance by a duo or group for Miss Jackson. Uh, the Best Album. They were nominated for Best Album at the 2001 Grammy Awards, uh, which would have been a big deal if they'd won that because never been won by a rap group prior to that. The album that won <laughs> Best Album that year. <laughs> this is where you kind of go. The Grammys boys. is bollocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? The soundtrack album from the Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> One of the best albums. That's really good music to be fair in that film. <laughs> yeah. In 2003, this album was ranked 359 on the Rolling Stone list of 500 greatest albums, dropped to 361 in 2012, and is now number 64. That's so massive. that's a massive reappraisal of that in the last sort of, since it's been released, basically. Has it been remastered or something? What's the. I think it's possibly more to do with the who's voting. Yeah, because um, I think and it's the next of, generation of like artists yeah. coming through, say they look back on that album, probably as like a, a big one. Lots to do with a, a broadening of the yeah. diversity, and also just you know it's longevity as well, yeah. isn't it? If it's sort of stuck around for yeah, twenty yeah. years, yeah. and it still has impact. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's going to push up um, further. I didn't do a sort of everything that's going because it wasn't sort of quite such a big uh, impact. But in the week that this album hit the charts. The two albums around about it um, that were number one in the UK uh, was Texas, Greatest Hits. Nice. Love Texas. Fourth uh, of November. And uh, All That You Can't Leave Behind by U2. Oh, so no, if it's two, it was 2000, yeah? 2000, yeah. Limp Biscuit released their Hot Dog Flavor Water album. That's the <laughs> fastest selling like week of album ever. They sold like 250,000. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, or somewhere. And I think that's 2000. That's one of the best... Selling arms that year. Yeah, that was it. Missing yeah. two thousand. I mean, yeah. that, that, I was looking yeah. at what was around at the UK at the time, just out of interest, because and again, it was sort of just to go. Pop. This is big in the US, right? This is yeah. a big US um, list. It's number sixty-four. It sold five hundred thousand copies in its first week in yeah. the US. It's only sold a hundred thousand in total in the UK yeah. to date. Yeah, um, it's over, not much, is over it? Over twenty years. So it's just not. Yeah, they're not equivalent. No. So I was kind of looking at, well, in the UK, what were we listening to? Yeah. If we weren't listening to Outcast, we were listening to Texas and YouTube. <laughs> Texas, YouTube, that's what, that's Robbie what Williams. Was, that's what was selling yeah. uh, in 2000. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, producers boy on stuff, on, uh, on this one. Uh, multiple producers on this one, and it's sort of, I guess it's more the sort of hip-hop hip way. Uh, Earthtone 3, who is basically is a production company, which is Outcast plus um, Mr. DJ. <laughs> Good name, Mr. DJ. Better than Big Boy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, real name, his real name is David Sheets. Lovely That's Sheets. <laughs> He's and, the uh, sheet. <laughs> uh, other producers uh, credited on this album: Organized Noise, which is another um, production company of Rico Wade, Ray Murray, and Sleepy Brown. <laughs> One of the Seven Dwarfs, <laughs> <laughs> along with Doc Brown, mm-hmm. who went on to star in. Back to the Future. <laughs> These are terrible gags. Um, uh, organized Noise, best known for producing TLC, En Vogue, and Ludacris. As oh, well nice. as Outcast. And then a guy called Carl Moore that nobody seems to know anything about. I can't find anything about him. He probably so. made his millions. Yeah. Yeah. See you later, guys. I'm off to obscurity. Um, so, yeah, sort of, yeah, basically self-produced, I guess. So this is their fourth album, yeah? Fourth album. Uh, their biggest selling album to date at yeah. that point. So this is obviously is this this is their height they're not getting higher than oh, no, I think I think this uh they sold better I think um on the album after which is uh, had um Polaroid picture on it. Uh, it. Yeah. I think that's hey, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is on this list as well and there's another I say there's another album as well. That song was massive. Um, from that was huge. So that we'll definitely huge. come back to Outcast. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean you've you've both mentioned I think the hits uh, Miss Jackson, Fresh and Clean, mm. which were the two singles. Uh, Miss Jackson, big hit single. Fresh and Clean, not quite such a big hit, but a big hit. Mm-hmm. The first single released from this album was called B.O.B. Which I was just about to say that. I, like, I really liked that one. Bombs Over Baghdad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a big I really song. liked it. Yeah. And I, I suppose there was a sort of, you know, seeking connections between these two albums. It kind of indicates what was going on politically around yeah. that period, mm-hmm. that they're writing about what was happening in the Gulf. Yeah. 
in 2000 prior to the um, World Trade Center yeah. or 9-11 mm. thing and Coldplay are writing about it afterwards uh, yeah, yeah. in a very Always different a link, isn't it? very different way <laughs> um, it's that link, yeah I really like Bombs Over Baghdad yeah uh, um, it's sort of like the singles stood out massively mm. to me in terms of I think as you said already and I think Andre 3000 had, had said going into this album I want to do more singing rather yeah. than just yeah. rapping yeah, 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 yeah. and there's definitely for me I find that it's just I guess it's just more my thing something mm. appeals to me more me too the sort of melodies Vocals, and lyrics yeah, yeah. rather than rapping I still to this day mm. I don't get on with rap very well <laughs> it's a bit of a struggle for me especially when I have a whole album of it I'm like yeah alright mate sing a bit <laughs> it, got, it got big in that sort of US that sort of American rap with like nice um, uh, choruses remember like that like yeah. P. Diddy and stuff yeah, and yeah. It was Puff Daddy did that big every step you That's take the, 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 songs, the yeah. cover but um and that rapping is is um, it's more digestible. I yeah, suppose. Got, you look forward to the hook as well. Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of gone now. Like it's um, with grime and sort of with other rap music. There's not as many vocalists. Like no. I remember there was an amazing group who used to love. They were a vocal harmony group called Jagged Edge, mm. who were massive in the states. It's a big hit. And they used to. There was a few tunes they would come on and do the choruses of like. Um, or they did like Nasty Girl and things of Notorious B.I.G. And um, they worked a lot with like people like, like Nelly. Do you remember Nelly was big for it? Yeah, he did like, yeah. if you want to go and take a rap. And it was like, yeah, for me, and I'm, I'm with Marty, it's more of a personal thing. I think we've lost that a bit. Because then you, you know, without segueing too much, you go on to like garage music that was massive. Actually, this time, like 2000, garage music became huge. And garage was like rap, but then really great vocal hooks. And they mm. got amazing singers to come mm. in. And, and I think... I think that needs to come back in some form, whether yeah. it be with Garage, whether it be with <clears throat> hip hop. I think it's lost a bit of the, and it might be a personal thing, but that's the bit everyone sings as well. And everyone loves the rap as well. I'm not um, undermining the rapping parts, but I feel that we've lost a bit of those big vocal hooks in the genre of rap. Yeah. I, I guess there would be people who say, but that's the point. I, I, I can imagine. I don't know if that'd be true. I would say like, that's the point of it is not to have those vocal hooks. Maybe, that's yeah. a different thing. But yeah, it's, it's certainly for my taste, that's what I like is the bits that you can sing. I think that's yeah. why Miss Jackson for me stands out because you can kind of sing along with it. Yeah. Whereas I'm not going to try and sing along with some of the other. Uh, oh, please do mine. <laughs> do I'll, now. Call, I'll call before I come, um, <laughs> for example. Um, yeah, I, there was Miss Jackson. I mean, again, I wasn't, even when they came out, I feel like I preferred Fresh and Clean just as a sort of listening experience at the time that it came out. But Miss Jackson still makes me laugh now that I go, like, yeah. <laughs> I just I think that's such a great thing to yeah. put in a song. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? I love it. It's clever. Because yeah. they've obviously written the student and they're like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. And there's like quite a bit of a you yeah. know gap. Yeah. And they yeah. think, right, let's fill it with something. They might have tried yeah. other vocal hooks. Yeah. And then actually they went, well, this is memorable. And even yeah. listening to it, I don't think I'd really paid that much attention to what he was actually singing about. Mm. So I got a general gist of it. But listening to it with a bit more intensity doing this. Good guy, this good lyric as well. Yeah. Good, good, thoughtful stuff. Yeah. telling a story. He's apologising um, to, to his uh, mum, isn't he? Apologising, I think apologising to his girlfriend's mum for getting her pregnant, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's the story. Yeah, 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 it's a story. Do you think? You know, uh, if I could, if, sorry, if I could take it back, I'd take it back. But so that, you know, that's why he's saying I'm, I'm for real. I know we've got pregnant, but we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do the right thing. Sort yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Do you think all these hip hop albums could do without the interludes? I knew you'd bring this up. I just find it funny that every hip hop album we've done so far has had yeah. these interludes in it. Is that, is that a thing in hip hop? I don't know. I know it's quite nice. I don't mind it sometimes. I think it does need it sometimes. But when it's like, you've got an album as long as this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some, some, I quite liked some of the interlude, like musically. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that's nice chords yeah. or whatever. But um, some just I mean, nonsense. I mean, you could do a whole album of the interludes. I was yeah. like eight or something. Yeah. It was. Um, it's it better was, than the Beyonce ones we had. Well, that yeah, felt like the, really wedged in. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, Destiny's yeah. Child ones. Yeah, that was. <laughs> this one felt a bit, bit more, more yeah. purposeful because the Destiny's Child one was we've got to do this because we've set it up because yeah. it's like it's the uh, it's the rules, isn't it? Yeah. What, what's what's the album called? Like, <laughs> the oh. Destiny's Child one. Uh, Writings on the wall. Writings yeah. on the wall. And then it's kind of uh, thou shalt not thing. Yeah. We sort of started it. Thou shalt not whatever. Yeah. And then by the end they're like thou shalt not bug. Is that alright? <laughs> His bugaboo, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I liked Humble Mumble, is it? Is it yep. uh, I just really liked his rapping tone in it and his, his flow. 
don't know the answer to this, but my feeling was because I know they sort of write separately, not together. I think this really came to the fore when they did the next uh, album that there was a double album. It was basically one was Big Boy album, the other one was an Andre Three Thousand album, really? basically. But I, I felt that it's a bit like the Lennon McCartney thing. I thought I could kind of tell which ones were Andre Three Thousand and which ones were Big Boy. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, just sort of the, the lyric, like you said, the lyrical tone and the the sort of this. To me, Andre Three Thousand's got it sounds a little lighter in touch. Mm. Big Boy's a bit more straight down the heavy line, hitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I said I, I haven't really looked into the writing credits or who did what. But that was my feeling. Was like I bet that's an Andre Three Thousand one sort of thing. I thought when I first heard about them like, back in the day, I thought Outcast was Andre Three Thousand. Didn't know about Big Boy. Same yeah. with me. Same with me. I thought that for years. Yeah. He was like the star, wasn't he? Yeah. In fact, he's the one I can picture. I can't really picture the other one. No. I can't picture Big Boy. I can picture... <laughs> Come I, on, you must be able to p- picture a Big Boy now. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're actually, like, when you start reeling off, hey, I think, actually, they're, like, big artists. Yeah. They've had some big songs, like, mm. worldwide big songs. Mm. And um, sort of Yeah, I mean, look, for me, 64 tie for where it would be, I think. But but that's, you know, 100,000. That's ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous. It's an American platform we're going off. But 100,000 copies sold in the UK, it shows, you know, that they weren't massive over here. Uh, definitely but, a cultural um, yeah. difference in terms of, you know, the, the sort sure. of general commercial success. But that I doesn't think, necessarily time with the critical success. They, 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 this album definitely hit top albums of the year in terms of uh, critical lists. When it was released, yeah, it wasn't ignored when it came out at all. Not many people buying it, but it was definitely a kind of a "this is a good album." It's, you know, it, it's not taken. I know it's like we said it's been reassessed in terms of the number, but it was definitely in there when it came out. It was sort of you know, outcast or cool. Mm. <laughs> they got roses as well. That's oh, nice roses of yeah, Caroline. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, they're heavy hitters, really. When you think about it like that, it's check Spotify. They're the three hundredth most listened to artist in the world. Mm. Wow, they got. That's, that's are they still yeah. together, by the way? Mm. I think so. Latest release. What's their to monthly? Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Oh right. What's their monthly listeners? That interest? Fifteen million. Wow. I mean, yeah. And they deserve, like those songs. Like the whole album wasn't for me. I was just like, mm. I skipped few before I got to the end because I just yeah. thought, okay, I get the gist of this tune. That's my And there's so many songs, albums. but I must say, like Billy says, they, and this is a huge, huge compliment. Mm. Their hits were so original mm. yeah. and show me another song like Miss Jackson. And I think for that, they'll, they'll be heralded as, as, as legends of the game. Yeah. I think listening to it, similar to what you're saying, as a, as a genre, I feel it's, a, it's just a genre I'm not very familiar with. Yeah. And therefore, it sort of feels like if I listened to more of this, I'd get more of it. I think we've touched on this before. We talked about metal, didn't we? It's kind of, if, you, if, you're, if you're into metal, you'll, you'll get into this. If you're into hip hop, you'll get into this as well. If you're not, it takes a bit longer. I sort of felt like if I listened to this 10 times, I'd l- start to really love it. I suppose that can yeah. be true of anything. But, you know, the more I listen to it, the more mm. I get from it. But the problem I have with albums like this is, to me, it doesn't invite me to want to listen to it again. I find it hard to kind of want to go back to it because I do want it. I get a bit bored, I suppose. It starts to sound a bit samey. Mm. And I know that's me, not the album. Mm. I know it's not necessarily like that. And I don't hate it. I just don't feel that. Maybe it's just as simple as going. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah I was just going like, to say like that. Music, music's subjective, isn't it? And I think yeah. um, I and I think also the you know the era of when you were really first sort of introduced to music, Mars. I think like for me, I was ten. Yeah, it was the first time we started like oh, going by a first CD. And they were sort of on the radio. On well, it wasn't really the, it was the radio, but mostly on all, like all over the TV channels. And so that basically. You know, I kind of grew up with it, and so same, same with, same with Billy. Um, but it's, I think it just like comes back to music subjective. You're not going to like it every yep. genre, you know. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, but I, th- I, I, I think they're great. Uh, they're a great artist. They're a great band. Yeah, I always keep thinking it's Andre 2000. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking as well. I think the hits like Sorry, Big Boy, uh, Miss Jackson, Roses, Hey Ya. They do seem to be very like Andre led as well. Yeah. Like the chorus is him. I don't know if Bad yeah. Boy sings. Well, so by boy, the time you get like Hey Hey Ya is on the, and I, can't, I wish I could remember the name of the album that comes after this. I'll but Hey Hey uh, that that album is a double album. Speaker it, Box, the Speaker Love Box. Below. Yeah, because th- that is basically two albums. 
Yeah, and speaker, they, speaker put, box yeah. is uh, Big oh. Boy, and the love below is Andre Three Thousand. Mm. So I wonder if they were even like in the room together. I, I mean, it, I was wondering when you said up. when you <laughs> said are they are they still together? I'd got the feeling that by that point that that album came out, that that was the point that went. Yeah, we're outcast, but I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing. We don't really want to do the same thing, so they did they collaborated, but separate. It still it still wants to go out as outcast, but I'd we've fit, done our own thing. The latest release was is a 25th anniversary thing. So they haven't done I don't think the live album to 2013 and Older World was in 2006. So yeah. not really. I don't think they've done anything. My sister saw them at no. um, Festival like five, six years ago. So they've still been touring and that. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of new stuff. Yeah. But a bit more of a legacy act now, I yeah. think. Mm. Um, not to say that they're not working separately. I think they're doing loads of stuff, you know, production, writing, all that. Like mm. I said, Andre 3000 is still a featured artist mm. on loads of stuff. Uh, without being part of Outcast, mm. but I say we'll we'll get a chance to talk more about Outcast mm. on some future episode. Yeah. Is um, that the highest ranking one? I th- I've got a feeling it's not, and uh, that's the one note I didn't take. Burger. For God's sakes, Billy! <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed this when I've been going through the edits. Billy does this to me every week. He always asks the, ask the question I've not got the answer to. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get a list in here of the top yeah, 500 yeah. and print it out on the wall, yeah. and then we could just go bomb. That's good. Keep you on your toes. I just tried to. Re- All the music I just tried to. Re- cut, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, no, uh, the album prior to this is higher ranked Aquimini. And then staying and then we're given all the details. Of it. And then speaker box, the love below is the other one that's on. Aquamine uh, is higher than this. Yeah. Is that our first album? Maybe? Oh no, the oh, storytelling that is a tune. Was that our first album? Mm, second, I think. Uh, do you want some October two thousand facts? What was cool. going on in October two thousand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from being very young, Billy. Uh, new metal, very. I didn't. I didn't write about it. You know. <laughs> but we'll believe you. Yeah. You know what? I did, what I thought. Bloody hell, was that then? And if you weren't living around here, you wouldn't maybe remember. It. October the seventeenth, train crash at Hatfield led to the collapse of rail track. Ah, Hatfield. The people train died. crash. Yeah, it's a bad one. Were you living up in Hartford, were you? Yep, <laughs> I've been here a long mm. time. Uh, yeah, that was uh, October seventeenth. Um, Zach LaRocha left Rage Against the Machine. Oh wow! Oh. In, oh, uh, tickets to them. Seen it in 2000. One of my Christmas presents. <laughs> That's a good one. October the 7th, 2000. The last ever competitive soccer match at the Old Wembley. Oh, wow. Do you England, know the game? Uh, do you know the game? No. England I'm, versus I'm, San Marino. Uh, yeah. Well, it was England against someone, obviously. Yeah. 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 It was bigger than that. Scotland, England, Scotland. Greece. Greece. But what's the biggest England game? Germany. Yeah. Did we win? Tony Adams' 60th match at Wembley, a record for most appearances at the stadium. That was the last ever competitive soccer match at Wembley. What was the score? 2 1 Germany. England. Try again. 5 1. 1 0. We lost. Dietmar Hamann scored the winner. How embarrassing in the last game. Love that stadium. Stunk a piss. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That was October two thousand facts for you. Good. So anything left to say about um, Stankonia? Apart from why Stankonia? That's a very good question. Is it a lyric or something in there? Uh, yeah, obviously it is. But I, I said it was like a made-up country place, something like that. <laughs> good, cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. Stankonia. Stankonia, baby. Well, it's well, that kind of thing. You th- what, do you, what do you use? Where do you use the word stank? It sort of sounds like the face you make when you write a good bass line. Yeah, it's right? a stank face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> they can't see us. We all just made stank For faces. Future episodes, <laughs> this will be our video. Uh, anyway, it's a much more pleasant experience overall than um, it was the last time we got together, which was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that more. week. It was good. Yeah, good stuff, guys. Right. Sorry, we, we need to... Martin, we didn't, we didn't... Do you want to not do a rating on this one? Oh, yes. Well remembered, yes. So, yeah, ra- ratings for this then. Out of, yeah. Like, we're What's giving the, stars uh, out again? of five. Right, one is don't bother. So, like, this is... That's, uh, that's what we'll, we'll call... Instead of saying one is don't bother, we'll say one is Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> um, two is okay if you like this sort of thing. So it's, it's kind of a sort of thing. <laughs> this is good, but you've got to be in the sort of mood for it, I suppose, or like, like the genre. Uh, three, definitely worth a listen. Four, great, but not indispensable. Like it's not, you have to. And five is, yeah, this is, this is the tops. When you, you, have, you should listen to this one. You're three-ish for me. 
I'm going three, but it's tough because it was it's like three with great singles. Yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah, worth a listen. But no, I think know. that's where I'm in. I'm in yeah. the sort of middle of the road three. It's worth a listen. It's not like a, you know, don't bother, which would be kind of bottom of the list of like yeah, don't like that. I imagine and even, and even it's not even in the sort of a okay if you like the sort of thing. Which I suppose I might put the. What Rolling Stones Aftermath might be a yeah. If you like the Rolling Stones, then you should listen to Aftermath because mm. it's you know it's the Rolling Stones, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, three is definitely yeah worth a listen. I don't know if I'd go any further than that with it. <laughs> there you It'd go. got a nine out of fifteen. Nine <laughs> out of fifteen. Uh, cool. Thanks, guys. Lovely. Break. Now we need to spin the wheel of Which random. The wheel of random. I well, okay, I'll be good at this over there. I'm going to decide what our next two albums. Nineteen. I think we're getting a nineteen, and we're getting a three, three, three. Oh, what you ready? And so for the next week's episodes, what are we going to do? Three hundred and forty-one. Oh, that's not bad. Three hundred and forty-one. I said I was eight out. Three forty-one is Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yes. What an album. So I, I, I feel that definitely for me and Billy, that's... Well, I mean, you're, you're into the hip-hop stuff, aren't you? But I'm not, I'm not so much. But certainly more in my One um, comfort albums. zone, yeah, shall yeah. we say. Not mine, to be fair. I don't really know much about yeah. that, so I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. And the second one is... Drum roll. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um, 103. <laughs> it's, it's good. Good mix. Yeah. 103. We haven't gone... Smash there. Oh, well, right, here we go again. <laughs> Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. All that's right. Good mix that's going like to that. be a fun week. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're excited for this one. Right, good. De La Soul and Smashing Pumpkins. Two American bands, not British bands. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you very Look much. Look forward to doing this again. Looking forward to next week. See you then. Cheers, See you later. Will you forgive me?